What's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the wonderful Arsenio ZSL podcast, man. We are on to workplace scenario C. That's right. We've already done A. We've already done B. Okay. Now we're talking about C, sticking to your guns. So what does stick to your guns mean? That means to refuse to change what you are saying or doing, even if other people disagree. Now, from a leader perspective, this is not good. Because you need to understand and trust people. Again, Thailand, they would call them subordinates, but people underneath you, right? You need to be open to change. You need to be open to new uh, insights and revelations. Because I could tell you guys right now, CEOs of companies, okay, whatever they are and whatever they portray themselves to be, that's exactly what the employees are. You guys heard my story five years ago working at a tutorial center in the heart of the business district out here in Bangkok, Thailand. I looked at all these students and I remember looking at them and they looked at me as if they were looking at me in disgust. And then I remember when I ended up quitting later on and this guy, Matthew, was like, hey, I completely understand, you know, why you're quitting because I remember while I was teaching the students, I would, when you would walk by the window, I would see them look at you. And the way they looked at you was just completely out of line. And I'm like, well, welcome to Thailand, the Thailand of 2016. This is when racial discrimination towards blacks was very, very high. But the thing is, I had to stand for unification. I had to stand for my own dignity. And I had to finally say, it takes one to attract one. If all these students are just completely narrow-minded degenerates, what is the CEO? And remember, I was not able to teach a TOEIC class because the CEO said, oh, you know how our students don't like Black teachers. He said that. And so it takes one to attract one, as I've always said. I stuck to my guns and I said, you know what? I'm I don't need your salary. Hell, I'm losing. And you know what? If we actually put it into money figures, I would literally lose so much money. Guys, they only pay me $13 an hour. Okay. That was five years ago. You know how much it would cost even just getting to the city center and getting to that job? It would cost about $3. So if you factor in that, and of course the food that I ended up buying and everything, I wouldn't profit whatsoever being there. Now, I'm very grateful because I ended up meeting two gracious students, one of them I just lost connection with, nonetheless, but another one I still keep in contact with today, and I met her through that language center, and today she's an epidemiologist, you know, um, and so I'm very, very grateful, but I had to stick to my guns and do what was right, and I remember in 2016, I had to start standing up for all my people, not just me, but for all my people of color in this country and say, you know what, I'm not going to work for a racist. And of course, the guy who hired me originally, he was completely open-minded to it. His name was Josh. He was American too. Very grateful. He had a, 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 an exponential amount of empathy. And so when I finally got rid of that and I got rid of the toxicity of those you know, specific places, I ended up realizing and saying to myself, you know what? Things are going to get better. And sure enough, they did. You know, later on that summer in 2016, that had to be the mo that had to be the most amazing month of my financial career at the time, and the most amazing month in regards to my corporate training, working at SCG, going back to my uh, original province where I first had my job and was able to see uh, a few of the parents whose children I had taught at the time. 
um, working at a company by the name of DKSH. If you guys live here in Thailand and Malaysia and Singapore, you guys are completely aware of this place and this company. It's a massive logistics and wholesale distribution company. And so when you stick to what is right, the doors will open people. Don't always believe and say, you know what? Oh my God, this may be the only opportunity. No, understand that you are generating those opportunities. So we're going to be speaking from a job perspective. Like, have you ever done a survey where you had, you know, are you satisfied type of survey? Uh, do you think carrying out these types of staff satisfaction surveys are beneficial for a company? You know, and which of the questions that I'm getting ready to tell you are most useful today and why? Now, before we go into this, doing a survey, okay? They, in Thailand, they have feedback. So let's put it this way. I remember back in the day when I was working at that tutorial center, you guys have heard this a number of occasions because we're talking about business and we're talking about my past and how I've been able to overcome that. But, and in saying that, while I was working for this business, they would use feedback forms. And I remember I was working for a company. It was a subsidiary of Marigot, Marigot, uh, Swarovski. If you guys know that, that's the very popular Austrian jewelry, diamonds, pendulums, and all that good stuff. And I remember after two weeks, they did a feedback form. And it was the most outlandish thing I had ever heard in my life. And I wanted to quit that job. And then they forced me to do it. And again, I'm really happy that I ended up quitting that job because now to see what is happening in my life now, I'm just so unbelievably grateful. But I remember they said on the feedback form, oh, he uses his arms when he talks too much. He walks this way. His hair's this way. Guys, just imagine the most outlandish comments in hearing that. I was disgusted. I was so disgusted that even when I was forced to continue teaching there, I went there the next day and I took it out on him. I said, you know what? You guys don't deserve my personality anymore. And then finally, two of the students had approached me who I still keep in touch with today through LinkedIn.com. Um, and they were like, Hey, or, you know, you're real quiet today. I'm like, listen, to be honest with you, I had some bad feedback here of the most dumbest shit I could ever hear in my life, in my life. And they were just like shocked. And they were like, how the hell they were so for me. And it felt so good. And I said, you know what? I'm going to be me. If you don't like it, find someone else. So instead of listening to the, the dumbest feedback you could ever imagine in your life, I said, you know what? I'm going to stick to my guns. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You don't like it? Go find another teacher that could teach directly from the book. Oh, you must follow the book. Follow the book. Number one, number two, number three, number four, number five. How about fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck that. Excuse my French. It was about 10 fucks in about 30 seconds. But you guys get my point. When you stick to your guns and you say, this is what I do, unless it's constructive criticism, unless it's constructive, you have to be open to that. But when you say, oh, you use your arms too much when you speak. That is by far the dumbest shit I probably have ever heard in my life. You gotta be able to use your hands, you goddamn clown. And to be honest with you, I believe it was the dumbass HR manager there who graduated from UC Irvine. And I'm pretty sure she was the dumbass, the, 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 the goddamn clown that had said that. But to be honest with you, when I finally finished that job and everything, I realized that, you know, that company... I was like, cool, well, I'm never going to go back there. And then, you know, obviously doing the whole Toshiba and seeing that fallout, I'm like, you know what? I'm better than these companies. I don't need to be around these types of individuals. Guys, remember at that time in 2017, or I think it was 2016, I can't remember, the whole big Las Vegas shooting had happened. 
right? And when that, oh, as a matter of fact, 2017. And when that shooting had happened, the students who I would teach from the Royal Thai Mint, that's the, that's the Thai print company, made fun of it. I blew up in class. I told them to get out. And you know what's even more sickening? The job I used to work for, that head teacher from England, he had no empathy for that in entire situation. What was it, 250 dead, over 1,000 injured? He had no sympathy. I said, you know what? I'm going to do what's right. I'm going to stick to my guns. You are no longer deserving of me. You get the hell out of my face and you go to hell. And I said that from a very, like a place of like real hate because I just wanted to destroy him verbally. But he had already destroyed his life to, to begin with. And so when I finally got out of there and I stuck to my guns and I took that great leap here into Bangkok instead of living on the outskirts where it just seems like the most deranged minded individuals live, hey, it was a significant leap. I had to do what was right. I couldn't, I could no longer just be that person that took that disrespect. And I said, you know what, enough is enough. I'm gonna do what's right here, goodbye. It was the greatest feeling in the world. So here we go. Let me read this paragraph and let's rate a couple of things. Many companies use staff satisfaction surveys to measure staff morale. A satisfaction survey is basically, you know, a series of questions that employees answer on how they feel about their job or what they think of their work environment and culture, right? So the questionnaire usually asks employees to give a score for a particular area and work environment. Sometimes they are also asked answer or to answer open-ended questions that allow them to express their opinions, right? So when a staff, a staff satisfaction survey is repeated, for example, every year, the employer can track employee satisfaction over time to look, you know, for trends and to see if the staff morale is improving, right? So here we go. Let's check this one out here. On a scale of one through five, one means I strongly agree, or no, one means I do not disagree, strongly disagree, and five means strongly agree. Give each of these following statements a score where you are right now. If you don't have a job, do it for school. If you're in a volunteer, some kind of organization or anything for that matter, rate it, just rate it. Number one, do you have a good understanding of the mission and the goals of this or that organization. Now, you guys know that I have a full-time job, but it's online. Now, the mission, no. Goals, the goals are only for him financially. It's not for us teachers. There is no retribution. There's nothing, there's, we don't get anything, especially during the entire shutdown. So one is what I'm gonna give it because obviously, all I use that job for is a driver in terms of work permit and visa. That's all it gives me. That's it. The money, man, you guys could pay. It doesn't even cover the rent. Okay, that's why obviously building this unbelievable online empire that I'm building right now is so satisfying because I no longer have to rely on the Thai economy because the Thai economy and with the shutdowns and COVID, everything is gone here. It's dried up. But to be honest, I'm looking ahead now and I'm looking to what I built online. I'm like, wow, I, my company is worldwide. Just like a mentor from last year had told me, your business is global. Why do you keep playing small in Thailand? 
boom, she said that. A year later, look at the unbelievable success I am today. The job I had before, the one I told you about, the British, the stupid-ass royal tie men, all those clowns at Toshiba, I would give that a one-two. The mission was to allow the number one to make money. The teachers were just drivers. They were just book teachers. That's it. Remember, you had to be like a logistician and an architect to work there. Personalities, meaning do everything by the book. Do not go outside the book or people will look at you bad. I was the one that went outside the book and I was looked at as the different one. And now, four years later, I'm like, ah, the different one. And look at my online solopreneurship. Whoa, I have a fully, I create jobs now. Who would have ever imagined? Pretty shocking, right? So rate yourself. Number two, I under, do you understand how your work directly contributes to the overall success of the organization? My current job, one. Previous job, I would give it a three. But I realized the direct result to my own teaching capabilities. See, when I created a conversation course at the, uh, at the previous tutor, I only charged them $200. But they've amassed $250,000 US since then. I didn't look at it as a, oh, they should have gave me more. I looked at it as a, how about I just do that for me? But at the same time, it took me more than five years to even get that idea because I wasn't developing my mind with personal development at the time, especially in 2015, 16, 17, not even up till 18. I was relying on other people to pay me rather than me paying myself. I was relying, relying on the economy of Thailand and the economy of, 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 of open-minded individuals to be attracted into my life rather than me creating my own online. Guys, this has taken a long time. Lots of bumps and bruises, lots of knockouts. But the distance, I ended up having the endurance, metaphorically speaking. So ask yourself that. Now, next question. Senior managers demonstrate strong leadership skills. <laughs> oh my God, if I could give it a zero, I would. But ask yourself, right? From my perspective, there's no management. And leadership, absolutely not. Communication, absolutely not. Because there's no emails, there's nothing. There's nothing whatsoever. You know, there's, there are no meetings, there are no resources. There's no, hey, let's buy a computer. Hey, let's buy an interactive whiteboard. How can we make this better? There's just, here's the CD player in the classroom. Just use that. Here are these old ass, uh, these ridiculous ass chairs. Just use these. Here's this, here are this, here's this outlet in the wall that can't even charge your devices. Get what I'm saying? Just saying. I'm just speaking from my own perspective. Okay, previous job. Oh, leadership, man, get the hell out of here. Um, no, 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 There's no. There was no development of skills. I had to learn everything by my own. And then people believed, oh, no, you can't do it. Although I had the facts and I said, look at my students who are now learning in USA. And no, well, uh, no. Kind of funny though. My student who had the highest score in IELTS, they used her and they literally advertised the two teachers there, one of them being the toxic British guy, as the ones that gave her that score, yet it was me that did it. 
And I'm like, guys, that is the lowest you can go. Now, obviously, I'm no longer mad because I still keep in contact with that student today. And she ended up like moving to Singapore because of me and got the score, obviously, because of me, because she didn't learn with those other clowns. But to advertise two dudes, okay, two older guys, doesn't matter what the color they are, but you guys know I'm in Thailand and say that they got her that score, but it was me. Come on, guys management leadership skills forget about it so i'm just speaking from my personal perspective this is what i've been through this is what i've had to overcome and i'm so grateful for every last one of these situations let's go into the next one do you have the resources you need to do your job well at my job one we're using books from literally 2010 i try going outside the book they tell me to teach in the book i say no those books are sh they're shit are you kidding me if you want to teach that goes page by page, page one, page two, page three, you could go over there. Okay. I'm completely different. I'm completely un unorthodox. Right. So do you have the resources to do your job? Well, now at my previous job, yes, I would say about a three or four. Anytime I went to order new books, the lady was always for it. She was always for improving as a teacher. And I was the only one that would everyone else would just teach from the same garbage and not really do anything for the students. Just saying, from my perspective. Next, information systems you need are in place and help you get your job done. <sighs> well, get your job done, oh my God. I don't know, information systems. So whatever it is, it helps you get your job done. Obviously me being an online entrepreneur, <laughs> having workplace flows and you know different integrated systems and MailChimp and you know, my calendars, I realized I'm like, man, how can I maximize my calendar better? I'm going to have to get a VA at some point, um, you know, just a lot of, a number of different things. And I'm like, okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure that I make, I maximize my time every day. And what can I do by doing that? I put information systems in place. So at my jobs, no, there was nothing like that because now I'm a full line online business on my own, you know? So um, over to you, how about you? Next one, does your manager support and recognize your contribution? <laughs> oh my God, does your manager recognize and support your contribution? Um, no, well, again, I didn't finish my thought probably about 15 minutes ago, but I could get 55 positive reviews, but if I get one negative one, it's the end of the world. They only focus on the negative. They never want to put that same energy on the positive, only the negative. If you work for a job like that, please look for another job. Okay. You want to be make sure it's not so much that you need that external value and that external validation. It's the simple fact that whatever goes for the bad, you need to have the same energy for the good. The IELTS student got this score. Come over here. Put that. No, they just keep quiet. They don't say anything. I'm like, oh, they don't want to say anything now. But oh, when I get a student that wasn't even supposed to take IELTS to begin with, here I am. I get this score and now I'm held accountable. Ah, <gasps> uh, goodbye. You don't need me. This is why I don't work for anyone anymore because I know my capabilities and you guys have heard that and obviously 181 countries around the world listen to me and they know, oh yeah, Arsenio, I get it now. If you work for a job like that, please find another one. Rate yourself. And the last question, you've been provided with the training and support you need to perform your job effectively. 
Now, I trained myself and I literally supported myself. Obviously, you guys see how much I'm developing with all the TOEFL, the IELTS, the TOEIC, the business, all this stuff. I always learn on a routine basis on how to make my students' lives better. And in those coaching sessions, I put so much into it. Hell, if you guys checked out my webinar yet uh, that I did in regards to the independent essay, you guys would hear my heart and my sore pouring out in that entire webinar. Like, that's what I do. So again, I had to train and support myself to get myself to that level to perform my job at such a maximum level. But maybe you don't have those resources. So where would you rate yourself on a scale one through five? You know, now strongly agree, you know, with the, what is it? Like having the training support, present job, one. Training at my previous job, getting just a couple of workshops throughout 2016 and nothing else after that, that was a complete waste of time. So what had happened was they did not train teachers to become IELTS instructors. There was no TOEFL IBT on that side of town. There was no TOEFL ITP on that side of town. <clears throat> there was barely any TOEIC, but basically all they used was two teachers, right? Two teachers to teach IELTS. They didn't want to train up other teachers because it would take away the work of those two teachers. So when I came in and I ended up being the number one, one of the teachers that was the number one got very angry and said, no, I don't think you can. I saw your writing. I don't think you could teach IELTS. Huh? Or, uh, uh, what writing have you seen? Oh, the, the course report. Dude, yeah, those are just simple and compound sentences. Do you think I want to write those out? I said, can I write you an essay and you could grade the essay? Oh, no. What? Wait, what? So you're judging simple and compound sentences on a garbage course report that you believe that I'm going to put my heart and soul into for you to read and to give to a student? Are you kidding me? No, nothing. Like they literally judged me because they knew I was the number one. So in order to bring me back down, they would say, no, we're the only two that get those classes. I said, oh, so you're taking away my money now. Goodbye. Guys, please, do you get training and support for you to maximize your job well? And if not, if you end up doing that on your own, you need to up the ante and say, I need a little bit more money or I'm walking. When you become the asset, you're not just a number anymore. When you improve yourself and improve your capabilities and maximize those results, you can go in and say, uh, excuse me, I need a raise. I need to be paid this or I'm gone. And if you leave, that company should fail. That's how good you are. So when you put yourself in that position, nothing will ever be the same anymore. And you'll always be that top 1%. Can you guys just give me, tell me right now, in whatever field of endeavor you're in, please be the top 1%, please. Because there are often too many people out there who do not want to be that top 1%. They're always doing the same thing over and over and over, not improving it. And you will be the first one that gets let go in regards to other shutdowns happening in the next year. If there are layoffs, you'll be the first one to go. See, you don't want to be that person. Okay, Tomoko. Oh, man, Tomoko, you got to go for my Japanese folks. Hey, Tomoko, you got to go, man. Yeah, you ain't getting nothing done. We're, going, we're cutting costs and you're the first one to go. See, that's because you didn't, you're not the top 1%. But when they say Tomoko, oh, hell no, we need her. If she goes, this company fails. Be that person. With that being said, that's
that's your survey, guys. Stay tuned for more. We're going to be getting into videos in the next segment, both A and B. So stay tuned. Over and out.